All right. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, we have one of my favorite guests. And when I say favorite, it's hard to be one of my favorites because I interview so many people. But Heather Ross is back, guys. Um, back by popular demand. So many of my listeners, and they're technically her listeners too, um, come out the woodworks because, like I said, we have addiction issues in West Virginia. And the, the podcast, I deal with so many more people. Um, the demographic, basically the whole Mid-Atlantic, um, North Atlantic, and back to the Midwest, everybody wants more of you. So Heather Ross, I'm going to not say much more. I'm going to pass it along to you. Tell everybody how you've been doing, and please let us know about all your new adventure, new ventures you have, and you got a little surprise for us to hear about at some point. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back. Um, I just love, you know, and appreciate the opportunity to get to share this information with as many parents as possible because, you know, I spent so much time going through this alone and feeling so overwhelmed and unsure of what to do and just stumbling around trying to find help. I just want to get this information in front of as many parents as possible. So um, I have been spending a lot of time with my daughter, actually. She moved here at the end of October. Yeah, she finished rehab and moved here at the end of October. And that's just been amazing because you never know when it's going to happen, when they're going to decide that they want to get sober. And I did not see it coming when she said that decided to go to rehab. And I didn't know where she was going to want to go afterwards. So she moved here and it's just been like, we're it's like a new beginning. We're creating a new normal for us. And after six years of waiting and wishing this would happen, it's just been so amazing to get to enjoy her again and have her back in which any parent who has a child that's struggling with addiction knows what I mean when I say that I have my daughter back because, um, you know, it's like, they kind of disappear for a while into their addiction and um, they're not as available. Like you can still have a relationship with them, but they're just not as available as they were before. And so we still had a relationship, but it's nothing like the quality and quantity of time we get to spend together now. So that's been absolutely amazing. And then, you know, I've just been trying to get my information out on social media as much as possible with the holidays coming up and COVID getting worse. I know a lot of people are experiencing a lot more um, stress and overwhelm about their child's addiction. And so I'm just trying to get as much out there as I can to help people. And um the big surprise that you mentioned is I've got a podcast coming out. So just you mentioned that it would be, you know, that I should do it. And I, you got me thinking about it and I was like, I'm going to do it. So (laughs) since the last time we talked, I've got that going and that'll be coming out soon too. Okay. So let me give you an interesting fact. And this is from the statistics from um, pod daily people on average now spend 15 hours listening to podcasts a week. So that's why certain people like you, you have what we call an it factor. An it factor, and and I'm glad you see it in yourself. You can, like, no one can see this Zoom video, but I can see it. There's a different confidence in your face. Your smile's a little bit higher. I mean, it was high, but it's not as as high as it was before. Um, But 
podcasting is amazing and i know you're going to be an awesome podcaster i'm like that really just gives me goosebumps i'm like oh my lord she's finally going to do this now guys with miss ross uh, i'm going to ask her this question and i want want this to be like my, my barbara walters question to start things off <laughs> how does your self-esteem feel like how does your self-esteem feel like your insides how do you feel about your daughter being home and you know you're seeing like you're like you said your baby girl is back how does your yeah. self-esteem how do you feel you know, every day waking up, like, I understand that she was in rehab, but, like, she's home, she's there with you, y'all are communicating. How does that feel? Like, I mean, is it warm inside? What? <laughs> it is just so much better than I even have the words to explain. And um, I'm more grateful than ever that I have done so much work on myself and our relationship because I've been able to see how that's paid off just since she's been home and made us even closer. And it just, it's like, you know, training for the marathon and running the marathon. And then, you know, just how amazing that would feel afterwards times a million. But the thing is, we never really know, like, I can't, um, I don't think about it all the time, but I think it's important to share that just because she's sober right now doesn't mean that she'll stay sober. And so all of my happiness cannot rely on that. And yeah. that's yeah. why this work is so important that I do because my happiness depends on me and she just adds to it by being here. Okay. And so... so Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Finish, finish. finish. And it's just so important to have that really, that confidence that I know that my happiness comes from me. I was happy before she was here. There was this piece of me that was missing. There was this piece of me longing for her to be here, but I was still able to carry on and have a positive, happy, productive life and help other people. So her just being here is the cherry on top. So I don't want to make it sound like my life is only good because she's here right now. Okay. Because with addiction, you just never really know. They could be in and out of sobriety. I mean, I pray that she's not, but I'm very aware of how it works and that she could relapse. Okay. All right. So here's my next question. With everything that you have going on now, how does a, how does your day start? What is your meditation? What do you do to start your day that since she's home now, like, what do you, what, what do you do to keep yourself level? Cause like you said, the thought that you just had there and in that process that you have to remember, it could go up or down. How do you start your day? What do you do to start your day? What's the middle of your day? Like, cause I want the audience to like have a feel. Cause like I said, they were really entranced with how you uh, do things. I have a lot that follow your Instagram stories now. Cause they're, they're kind of, they're kind of prolific. You have one or two during the day that just hit, they even hit me sometimes. I'm like, man, I need to brighten my day a little bit better by your words of confidence. So, so how do you do your day every day? Like, how do you meditate? How do you get your mind to stay level? Well, I self-coach every day. Um, you know, I do it in different ways, but I, a lot of times I'll write in my journal first thing in the morning and get my thoughts straight for the day. I spend time meditating, whether it be just, you know, silently or listening to a guided meditation. I exercise every day and I follow a routine. Like I have, 
I know that no matter what happens, whether my daughter's here or not, I'm going to do these things. I rely on my routine. It keeps me going each day. And, you know, so I get up and I follow that routine and I've found that I just thrive in that structure. And when things do get really bad, because it's such a habit, because I do it all of the time, I just revert back to it. Like I had a couple of months ago before my daughter was in rehab, there was just a really, you know, painful situation that happened with us. And I had gone to visit her and I was really upset, but I got up and walked that morning because that's just what I do. And okay. so that's why the structure is so important. All right. Now here goes my next question for you. And this one is one that I like. When I first met you, you were, you had already had this pretty much groundwork going in between this time you have become an influencer. Um, life coach is, is a title influencer. It, 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 some people have given a negative connotation. I don't give it that because I see positivity in what you're dealing. Um, has becoming more of an influencer and still being a life coach, like how do you differentiate that now? Because the thing about the influencer, um, you're on Instagram, you're on, you're you're helping people through the seminars and things that you do, but that influence, like people kind of like they look at that heavier because, you know, a person has a device in their hand. I see you on Instagram. They can come see your webpage and all that other stuff every day, but they're seeing you on Instagram daily. They're like. This is how she's living. This is how she's doing. And you don't post anything negative or anything like that. You're very professional about what you do. Um, and I, I assume that you carry that in your normal life. But how is that influencer title affecting you? Well, um, it just gives me more opportunity to help people. It gives me more opportunity to get my information in front of more people. The more parents that I'm sharing this information with, the less suffering there is, you know? I mean, right. I have the post that I made today, I had several people reach out to me and say how much they needed to hear that today. And there's just this compassion that's needed. And I have a different outlook on addiction and how you deal with it. And I think that somebody who finds my social media will find they don't have to feel so lost anymore. They know that I understand them. And I'm always giving steps like clear steps to do to help them through dealing with their child's addiction. It's not like so many things that I saw before I'd read what the article said to do and I still didn't know what to do. So I try to be very clear to make it easier for people to follow the process that I'm sharing with them. Okay. That, that, that's good there. All right. So my next thing that I want to um, ask about with you, with this podcast. Okay. So we talked, you went away from it. You started looking at what you had in front of you and you noticed that you have a podcast when did you like come to that, that realization that, hey, it's time for me to do this? Um, after you brought it up that I was already basically doing it with videos and I was like, wow, he makes a really good point there. And so it just seemed easy suddenly. 
And it was easy for me to transition from making a video. I don't want to say it was exactly easy. I had to go through, cause you know how, when you make a video, you've got to really edit it down. It's got to be short. You want to be 10 minutes or less, but the right. podcast you want to, you have a little more time. So it's like going the other way of where I've been going for so long of trying to make things short. But, um, I just knew that it would give me an opportunity to share my information with more people. And that's the whole reason I'm doing this is to share with more people. People. All right. So um, my next question on that one is this. So what platforms are you planning on launching this on? Um, for sure, it'll be on iTunes and Spotify, but I'm not sure what else yet. Okay. That, that'll be interesting there because it seems like those two are the biggest places. And then you can sit, submit it to Google uh, Podcasts and, and other things like that. So not going too deep into what you have going on on your podcast because we know a little here and there that you can kind of guess on that. Um, can you give us a little sneak preview of just something? Can you tell us a little bit? <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've recorded a few episodes and cause I wanted to be able to release a few of them at once. And, you know, some of them are based on what I'm experiencing right now. It's like um, having my has given me this ability to see how different things are from the way they were. Like all the work that I've done on myself and all the work that I share with my clients and how much our relationship has changed because of me being able to relate with her and create connection in a way that I never could before. And so I'm sharing about how I'm seeing that and how it's changing our relationship and exactly what steps I'm doing that are different than what I would do before. And how I would just always find myself in this place with her where I'd be like, what just happened? Like, why can I create connection with her? Where did, where did things go wrong? And now really knowing what I need to do to create that connection with her and just sharing my process of what's happening. Okay. Now what's on everybody's mind is what's next. You're, you're going to conquer a podcast. You're doing, (laughs) you have, you have a strong Instagram following that gets bigger every time you produce something. What's next? Um, well, I'm doing one-on-one coaching still, and I have an online program. And so, you know, at some point I will move into doing a group coaching program. I think there's a lot to be a lot of benefit from watching other people be coached and not, you're able to kind of remove yourself and not take things personally and maybe able to observe more and then apply it to yourself. And then there's that being in a group of people who are just like you and experiencing what you're going through because with addiction, you often just feel so alone. You feel like nobody else is going through it. That's why I like talking about it so openly because I want to change that. I want people to start sharing what they're going through so that we can change the stigma of addiction. But I love the idea of a group to create that closeness and that support system that so many people are lacking. All right. So if people want to be involved with this group, because once again, I always say you'll learn this once you start your podcast and it gets rolling, you get unique listeners, people that normally don't pick it up. So can you let us know where they can meet you so that they can get into this group? So right now I have a free Facebook group for mothers and there's a link to that on my website, heatherrosscoaching.com. And, you know, they can start following me at Heather Ross Coaching. It's the same for Facebook and Instagram. 
And I often share on there how you can work with me. And that's on my website as well. So getting in the, you know, now's the good time to get in the free group. Okay. So everybody, y'all, y'all hear that get in the free group now so that when things start picking up, because like I said, with this whole COVID-19 thing from the last time that we talked until now, which has only been a month, well, it may have been a little bit longer than a month, but yeah, about, two months. about two months. Um, Like you said, the atmosphere has changed now. I see so many more people listening because even I, like we discussed uh, previously, um, I see things like so many people are, are at home now. So audience, please definitely get in touch with her. Um, she's here to help you. That's one thing that, that I like about you out of all my guests, everybody has a story and there are some that help, but you really go out of your way to help. You can just tell that and what you're doing and, and all that stuff. So my question is like, like I did about the podcast, you're doing this stuff right now. Is there any point that you might do a little docuseries on what you're doing? <laughs> I have not thought about that yet. I've, you know, I haven't talked to my daughter a lot about it yet either, but I think at some point um, when she's ready, I'll have her start sharing a little bit too. Like, you know, I want to just very candidly ask her some things like what I did wrong, like what she wishes that I had done differently and the things that I did right that she appreciated me doing, because I think it really helps parents to hear those things. And um, so you never know, it's not something I've really thought of yet, <laughs> but I've thought of sharing other parents' stories. I've got a lot of ideas, but nothing that I'm, I'm gonna get this podcast out there and get it going and then we'll see what the next thing is that comes up. All right. So let me teach you the trick on that real quick. Cause like we talked about the podcast, what I do <laughs> normally when I'm not on the road and obviously with some of the videos that I record, I've put it together in something that I'm gonna give back to anybody that's been a guest. I usually mm -hmm. film with the camera behind me wherever I'm at. Um, and, you know, the struggle is set up on the go and different things like that. I think while you're starting early, you should start recording behind you because I know you got another camera. Get a little bit of your the struggle to start this because in your position, I ask so many people why they don't do a podcast and you're the only person that had the fortitude to just get up here and do it your message is so strong you have to be on every medium media and i'm just like yeah. wow all right so a question from um, one of my listeners uh nancy she's out of massachusetts i forgot what exact area uh she's from in massachusetts but she had this major question for you when okay. you're when you're dealing with all these people your daughter other people's addiction how do you truly, and we're not talking about the meditating part, we're talking about like just you in general, like the self-care for you. How do you find time to do that self-care when we're going to say a proverbial mother, you're a proverbial mother to everyone. How do you actually find time for yourself? Because I know we all say we got five minutes a day, 15 minutes in a day to ourselves, but how do you actually find time in a seven-day stretch? Because um, the lady that asked us, she said, it seems like you're very overwhelmed. You do a lot of stuff, not overwhelmed in a bad way, but you're doing so much how do you actually find that time for yourself like we're saying aside from people because so many people say that oh i find time we go play tennis or something like that no i'm talking about your own personal time how do you how do you do that when do you find that time i have plenty of downtime it's funny that um it would come across that i'm doing so much but i think that 
it's because I don't do things that I don't have to do or don't want to do. Now, I mean, I'd like, there's certain challenges that come up throughout the day. Like I don't get to just coach people all the time. I've got to figure out technology. I don't want to do that, but I do it. But when it comes to other things, like just all the ways that I used to take care of other people or do things for other people that they could do for themselves. Like I don't do any of that stuff anymore. And that creates so much time and just making it a priority and seeing that when I take care of myself, and then I have so much more time. Like my time each day is, you know, I'm able to be so much more productive because I do take care of myself. I used to spend a lot of time just exhausted because I wasn't sleeping and wasn't eating right or exercising. And so I wasn't able to be as productive. And so it's, it's, it's part of the process of you're never going to feel like, oh, I have this extra time. You have to make the time that has to be a priority. Okay. I like that answer. Cause that, that right there, that, I'll, I'll say like a good 30% of the questions were like that because when people go research your stuff on your webpage, it really does look like you're involved. It looks like you only sleep maybe two hours a day. <laughs> That's funny. You know, my brain is just constantly full of ideas to help parents or when I'm working with somebody, I'm like, oh, people need to hear that. And so I write it down. So a lot of the stuff that I share, um, it just comes to me all of the time. Like I can't even push out as much ideas as I have for what I want to share with people. So I don't have to spend a ton of time on it. It's just there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Now, um, I can ask you questions of the podcaster now because you're a podcaster. That, that initial first episode that you recorded, how many times did you listen to it yourself? Um, I listened to it once. Whoa. Is that surprising? Yeah, just once? Yeah, just once. I'm actually, um, I want to listen to it one more time. Uh, that was my goal today was to listen, but I only listened to it once. I just, it's kind of like a, it's a rule that I have with myself. I don't, when it, you know, when it comes to making videos or anything like that, I just don't go over and over. I'll never, I know I'll just never be happy with it and feel like, oh, this is perfect. It's just, I'm just pushing it out there so that somebody can hear what they need to hear. Okay, I, I appreciate that one because like I'm, I, I have issues. Like I, I don't know if I discussed it with you, but I go listen to my podcast before I release it inside a car, you know. Then I'll Bluetooth it to the car, take it to a shower speaker, put it on Alexa, put it in my ears, uh, put it with a wireless earbuds. I, I have to listen to it because I have to figure that somebody might be running listening to it. I want to know. I'm I'm just that crazy about the sound, you know. Um, so I like that just one time. I'm going to do that from now on. I'm just going one time. So I'm taking that advice from you. Now, you're a life coach. You are an advocate for uh, uh, people that have children with addiction. And you're a podcaster now. You're an influencer. So you have a lot of titles. What do you tell the next Heather Ross? Because somebody's going to come behind your footsteps. Because everybody that starts something in the world, someone always creeps back behind you to follow that suit. What do you tell that person when they feel like they have a message and they want to help somebody? How do you tell them to get started? And how do you tell them to, to intricately flow into everything that you've done? You're never going to be ready. You're never going to feel like it's good enough. So just 
do it and get it out there because that's what I had to do was I had this thought of this is just a science experiment. Like, and so that, you know, experiments go wrong, experiments have mistakes, like that's part of the process that's expected. And so just getting it out there is the most important part because that's how you build confidence. That's how you get better at it is by doing it. It's not going to be perfect and it can still help somebody. So just getting it out there is the most important thing. Okay. All right. And in our last broadcast, we did one of those things about your hidden talent. So we don't have to do that this time because <laughs> we know what's going on with you. Tell me something in the last 60 days that, that you're doing that's new beyond the podcast because everybody picks up a different habit. I'll give you an example with me. Um, I've been traveling more in this, in the Southern area of the Atlantic area. Like I've been down in Tennessee and North Carolina and Georgia. So I got away from eating Kentucky fried chicken and stuff like that and Popeye's and, you know, I've gotten into to, uh, like looking for mom and pop places like Lee's chicken and different stuff like that. So what's something different you're doing now that you weren't doing 60 days ago beyond the podcast? Probably cooking more like my fam, my mom and my sister and her wife and I all live on three and a half acres. We all have our own place, but we're really close to each other and we eat dinner together every night. And so I, they were doing most of the cooking before, but I've started doing, you know, I've started making dinner a couple of times a week too. So I love to cook, but I kind of go through spurts of really wanting to or not. And so the last 60 days, I've been cooking a lot more. Okay. All right. So that's what you got going on a little different there. You're cooking more. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing and a bad thing if you're not cooking anything well. So, right. right. All right. So um, diving in for fans, um, you have people that necessarily don't need your help. Okay. This is a scenario but you have people that like the way that you're doing things and they want that for someone else in their family, you know? Um, what do you tell a fan, like someone that actually just appreciates what you do, just admires what you do? What do you tell them to do when they want to pass that along to one of their family members? Obviously I'm, I'm not saying like, Oh, you're a fan. So just tell them to, to join my page. But what would you tell an actual fan? Because you have people that, that, like I said, they don't necessarily need the help, but they have family members that need it. Or if they don't, it's just they admire what you're doing because, hey, you're doing something positive in the world. What do you tell a fan? Well, I have a lot of people that follow me that don't have a child struggling with addiction that apply what I share because it can be applied to any area of your life. Yes. So um, that are just sharing that on their social media or, um, you know, just I think that if you know somebody who's struggling and sharing the information with them isn't an easy way to support somebody. When somebody's going through a hard time, we don't always know what to do to support them. It's, and it's, it's hard to know what to do. We don't, you know, sometimes there are no right words to say. And so just sharing something like that and telling them you love them and you know, they're going through a hard time and you thought maybe this would help is really something that, would go a long way with that person who's struggling. Okay. That works out there. I, I like that one. All right. And my final question, because like we've been doing a Q and a uh, with everything today. Um, 
and I gladly appreciate you coming on. Um, and I'm just gonna wrap this up one more time and all everything we said. Um, that addiction, like just being so strong with things, you know, that right there resonates uh, so well with people, how you're teaching. Like, that's my main word when it comes to what you do, resonate. Uh, you just, you don't know your impact on the world. I wish that someone could like put it in a plaque, like a, like, you, you know, they do a Grammy. I mean, not a Grammy, but like a, a RAA certified record or something like that. Like someone could give you a platinum, a platinum record and say, hey, Heather, this is what you're doing in the world, you know? Um, love love what you're doing in the world because there's nobody like you. There's other people doing things, but there's nobody like you. Like that's one thing I really appreciate about you. And and over the time, um, and, and I'm telling audiences, when you do a podcast with someone and you you step away from it, in the initial beginning, we work out this, we almost work out like a relationship, like a friendship. Yeah. We have a friendship. We develop it. And it kind of gets distant when we go away from the podcast because you go on with life. But I get to watch these things because I never stop because everything's in front of me. And to me, it was just so amazing, like, like the feedback that I got back. And I apologize for not getting back to you about it. But we'll I'll, this, after this, I'll make sure to stay steady. And obviously, you're going to be dealing with a lot of feedback when it comes to your podcast. <laughs> you know, um, like I just noticed people and I noticed like you, you got more comfortable in things like what changed and they I'll go I'll spin that in here too. This will be my Diane Sawyer question. Uh, what made you become more comfortable in what you were doing? You were doing awesome in what you were doing, but in that 60 days you, you see more social media influence. Like, and I know you probably look at your insights and different stuff like that. What what changed? What made you not get more confident, but what made you become a whole lot more active than what you were? I was just doubling down on, uh, you know, helping more people. I hit was coming back from, um, I went through a divorce in the last year. So I had kind of pulled back a little bit and was giving myself time to heal so that I could fully be there for my clients. And so around the time we did the podcast, I was picking back up and really starting to get out there and share again. And so, um, during, you know, right around that time, I was, I was just ready to go and I just wanted to get all the information out there. So I was just doubling down on it. And so I had just gone through this period of stepping back, taking care of myself, like exactly like I tell everybody, to do. Right. like I really live the life that I share. And so I just, I had given myself the time I needed. So I had the energy to just go all in on helping people again. Okay. All right. I, I appreciate that. Cause like, I, like I, I'm not, I, and I never take credit for anybody doing anything or boosting stuff, but I like the growth that I see. That, that just, it was just like, cause I, like I said, I watch everybody that I interview because I'm like, I want to see what happens different you know, or, and other things like that. And I'm just like, you just seen it just stack up and it's, it keeps going. So the next time I talk to you, it'll be, uh, you'll be doing a docuseries probably. You may even have a, a Lifetime movie that you might have <laughs> in between then and there. Um, so creatively, when everything's said and done and it's, uh, we're in the same time zone. So it's about 9.30 at night. I don't know what time you go to sleep, but I, I work third shift now. So I go to sleep at a certain time. Um, yeah. Well, not 9.30 at night, but in the morning, but whenever. But when you, everything's all said and done, 
when you lay your head in the pillow, what's the last thought you're thinking of before you wake up again? <laughs> it's usually, um, I try to think like, let my sleep be really healing tonight because I, um, you know, just want to wake up ready to go to help people the next day. And, you know, I'm very, um, I'm most creative in the morning. I have, that's when most of my ideas come in and before noon. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, like I just ask for, I, I hope that I have healing sleep that night so that I wake up ready to go with great ideas to help people with the next day. All right. So from six to 12, that's the greatest part of your day. Yeah, like I, I can build on that the rest of the day. But when it comes to being super creative and all the ideas for Instagram or anything like that, yeah, that that stuff comes early in the morning. All right. So by eight o'clock, it's it's pretty much churning. By nine o'clock, yeah. it's out there. Okay, I like. Yeah, sometimes I, at six, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I and I'm just writing as fast as I can all the ideas. So you never know. Okay. All right. So. Um, before we end this, once again, I want to thank you for coming back on West Virginia Commonplace. Because the, the crazy thing is, is this may not, this won't necessarily be our last episode together, but you're moving into another platform. You're going to be a podcaster. And the cool thing about podcasters, you're going to get amazing support once you drop that first podcast. Everybody's going to jump on it. You'll, you're going to, you'll eventually, I figure you'll branch out into a different option uh, where you'll probably have guests on and different things like that. Or you may keep it the way that you're going to do it now, which I, I, I actually think once I hear it, it's going to probably be the way that I would want to keep it. But it's your choice how you do things. Um, the last impression that you put on people, um, that's the strongest thing that, um, that, that comes from these podcasts and comes from anything you do. So your lasting impression, what is it? Um, my lasting impression of... Your last impression. I, think, of, I want to make sure I understand. Are, are you your last impression and like of of you how you see that you're perceived to people? The, the lasting oh. impression. Um. Hopefully, I think that I just offer people hope, and um, I you know that's the impression that I want to give them is that they they see how I'm living, and that I'm happy, and that that it is possible for them to be happy and live a fulfilling life, even though their child is struggling with addiction. I want to be an example of what's possible for them. And that, that, that's probably like the, the best answer I've ever heard. Someone <laughs> have an impression of themselves because it wasn't egotistical. It, it, it didn't have no, you had no ego in what you said, like you said it solid. So last thing before we get off here, um, Tomorrow, Thursday, next next Friday, the next Friday in December or January, your podcast. You said that you're going to do like a Netflix deal and kind of drop them all at one time? or <laughs> Oh, there's going to be about three at first, and then I'll do weekly after that. Okay. So the major platform, I always tell everybody because I'm an Apple guy, and not because they sponsor me or anything. We're not saying that on air. Um. <laughs> But you're going to be on iTunes. You're going to be on Spotify. You're going to be on all these platforms. When you make it completely to the top of Spotify, because that's that's our goal there. When you make it to the top of iHeartRadio, 
I need you to do me one favor in your in your your show. Take a moment at the end of every episode, please, and let your audience know, you know, truly how you're feeling that day. Like truly give them deep emotion about you because that seems like that's something about you that just draws people to you. You got this aura. It's like a, it's like a, like I can see you. So I can see some of your, you know, your facial expressions and stuff like that. You've got that it factor that I said before. It's an aura. People need, people need that, need you to wrap them back up after you've given them instruction. Wrap them back up in, in, in who you are. Like that. Yeah. That's just certain qualities I see because I do this every day, you know, so definitely please promise me you will do that after you get through these episodes, wrap people back up in you, you know, because human emotion is something that people don't get in every podcast. And I do believe they will get that from you. Me, I'm like oh, a robot. Yeah. I'm like a robot. I'm structured here, here, here. We go a little bit off the beaten path, but I'm pretty much structured. Your voice and the way you carry it is something about that, that you pull people in. You know that you've probably been doing that all your life. So please retain that at the end of your episodes, please. That's a great, great idea. Thank you. I will do that. Okay. And on that note, I want to thank you for being on West Virginia Uncommonplace. Do you have anybody you would like to shout out before we get off? I just want to shout out my daughter again, because I'm so proud of her. And I think I just, I can only imagine how hard it is to get sober. And I know that she has to choose that just a million times a day, every day. We often look at things that's one choice and it's done and that's not the case. We're choosing over and over. And I just want to shout out to her how proud I am of her that she's choosing her sobriety over and over every day. And I want to thank you for your story in your life. Without your story in your life, like, people wouldn't be getting help because there's someone else that has a similar story, but they're not brave enough to share it. And with you doing it, you're giving them that fortitude to be brave, that gunction to get out there now and say, I have this story. My child, this happened, or my cousin, this happened. They were living with me, blase, blase. So that power you have there, like, I wish I had that, you know, it's intoxicating, you know, and I thank you, and I thank you for staying level with it because you're you just seem like you're just genuine about it well yeah this is just my life and this is I'm driven to help people like this is I had to get over all of my fears and all of my own anxieties to help people and that's just my primary purpose is to help parents stop suffering you know not have to struggle as much to be able to live a healthy productive life no matter what's happening with their child okay and I thank you for that now, one last thing at the end of the show, can you plug one more time where everybody can get in touch with you? Because you know people skip through the episodes uh, or the, <laughs> the tracks, so they get to certain parts that they want to hear. They're like, oh, it's only four minutes here. Let me listen here to this and blah, blah, blah. So could you plug it one more time and let the audience know where they can reach Heather Ross and where they can get that great coaching? Yeah. And just in case I'm not going to get a chance, I want to say thanks for having me on again. I really, really, I get so much out of our conversations. It really helps push me forward too. And that's such an unexpected surprise in podcasts is how much I get from just doing this interview with you. So I just want to thank you for that. And then um, it's heatherrosscoaching.com is my website. 
and I have Instagram and Facebook and those are both at Heather Ross coaching and the name of my podcast, which there will be a link to on my Facebook page or on my website is called living with addiction. Living with addiction. And let me ask you this. Is there going to be a link tree in your bio on Instagram so that people yes. can get to everything there? Because um, yes. I'm going to say this at the very end of the podcast and I'm going to leave this out here for Instagram. Um, Instagram, for some reason, is picking up in our age demographic. You know, mm -hmm. so for some strange reason, 34 to 50. She's 34 and I'm almost 50. Um, yeah, I it, wish. <laughs> yeah, it's picking up there, you know. So, I always tell everybody Facebook's fine. That's our Walmart, but, but our target is Instagram and you know exactly what I mean by that. So I always tell people go from there and then go on, but you have a full on website. So you definitely can go to that website. Once again is Heather Ross coaching.com. Okay. So definitely I'll reach out to her there. And I want to thank uh, all the listeners, West Virginia Uncommonplace. I will I'll leave this as the back part of the announcement. You guys know that we are going fully independent next year. So I hope at some point that I can bring Heather Ross back on for a round table with a few other people that relate because that's something that, that I want to throw out there too. And I'm sorry, people that I keep going on, but with her, she's like, you're one of my favorite guests. So I'll just tell you that. Thank um, you. Um, a round table with people on a podcast is doing bigger numbers than this duo. Mm -hmm. When you have people and you and you can get thoughts out. So that's just an idea to throw out there. But once again, everybody, thank you for for listening to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Heather Ross has our new podcast coming out. Plug it one more time for me. Living with Addiction. Living with Addiction with Heather Ross. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you.